Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, too be in your presence to receive your holy word thank you lord for the great opportunity that you give us today lord we ask that you speak to our hearts and lead us into your gifts at this time we thank you in jesus name amen Amen. you may be seated all right are you glad to be here very good um, I believe that we are going to have a good time in the Holy Ghost Amen. and um, we are going to also learn some things that I believe that the Lord will have for us. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1 and um, I want to look at verse 11 or we can read from verse 10 briefly. Now. As you know, this is an impartation service. So make sure you receive an impartation before you go. All right. Verse 10. uh, Verse 8, we start. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of through the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making requests, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey uh, by the will of God to come unto you. Amen. Amen. And then it goes on, it says, For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Amen. Amen. It says, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Amen. Amen. Um, You notice verse 11, the Bible says that uh, Paul wanted to come to impart some spiritual gifts to establish the Roman Christians. Amen. Amen. So we can learn very briefly that receiving a gift or receiving an impartation of a spiritual gift helps to establish you. Amen. Amen. 
especially if you are struggling. When you become gifted, you don't struggle. A gifted person and a non-gifted person are very different. If you have a gifted singer and you ask the gifted singer to learn a song, you'll find out that the gifted singer is able to learn the song very easily. And then the non-gifted singer will struggle for a long time to learn that song. How many are non-gifted singers here? (laughs) We've been struggling to learn the new Our Father. It's not been easy for the non-gifted singers. So you realize that when you are gifted, you, you don't struggle with certain things. In the area where you are gifted, your struggles end. So pray that you will become gifted. Amen. Amen. Because anything you do in which you are not gifted, you are, you are a struggling person. If you have a gifted musician, and the gifted musician is supposed to do something or play something that he is not gifted to play. He struggles for a long time. Uh, he can play it in the end, but through many dangers, <laughs> toils, and snares. Is that not so? And the same thing goes for every other aspect of the ministry. If you are not gifted in something, you will struggle to do it. If you are not gifted to be a pastor, it's not easy to pastor people. You will be irritated all the time. You will not have patience for the people. You will not know, you will not understand them. You will curse them. You will, you will, you will hate them. You will be overcome by their ingratitude. But if you, have a, if you have a gift to be a pastor, you'll be able to stay with the same people for a long time and somehow be with them for many, many years. And you, 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 it's a marvelous thing. You're always preaching. The book that you used to preach is not a book they don't have. They have the same book. You also have the same book. You open and you teach them from the book that they have. You understand? Because in school, we don't have the books that the teachers have. And they teach us from books we don't have. But in the church, we teach you from a book which we all have. You have many of them, but they still open it and teach you from the book that you have. It's a wonderful thing. Because a gift establishes you and takes you out of your struggles and takes you out of the difficulties and the, 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 the shakings that go with an ungifted person, the, the struggle, the, the labor. Kenneth Hagin said one time he was uh, invited to a church to preach and his bedroom was next to the pastor's office. So the pastor was doing counseling and he was listening to all the counseling because he could hear through the wall 
whatever they were saying. And he said, sometimes the pastor, the problem that the person will come with to the pastor, he will sit there and ask himself, what is the man going to say to this particular problem? How will he know what to say? And he said, every time the pastor had an answer and the right thing to say at the right time. And he said, this man was anointed to be a pastor. They understand. And so uh, he was able to do the pastoral work because a pastor is gifted to stay with people. And when you are stay, receive the gift <laughs> to be a pastor, somebody just received a gift to be a pastor. Amen. Because it's not only good times in a real person's life. There are bad times in a, a real person's life. There are down times and there are up times. And the pastor is the same person who will stay with you when it seems that God has not answered the, pro the question. Do you understand? And he's the same person and he still you know, looks like a man of authority even though he prayed and the answer didn't come. And the, he prayed and the, 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 the problem dies. The person dies and the problem gets worse. But he's still the pastor. It's an amazing thing. But the evangelist, he comes and he starts, he does wonderful miracles and then he goes. If he tries to stay longer, there will be confusion in the church. So the pastor is able to be there and to stay with the people for a long time. If you go to Yogicho's church, you will see that gift of a pastor for years and years and years and years. One of the most surprising things that I saw in Yongicho's church was the cemetery. The church has its own cemetery. A large cemetery. <laughs> because he's not an evangelist, he's a pastor. And he's burying some of his members. You understand? And in spite of whatever he's preaching and all the faith things in the Bible and so on, there are some realities that are there and there are some problems that don't go away. And there are some problems that we try to solve, but they are not solved. We don't understand everything. But it's the pastor who will stay with you and build a cemetery to bury you. You understand? And at the same time, preach prosperity to you that God is going to bless you. Pray for you to be healed. And at the same time, build a cemetery and mix the two. It's like doubt and faith are all mixed together. And you are still moving with strength. It is a wonderful thing. So, a gifted person can never be compared to a person who is not gifted. And this is the reason why many of us are struggling in God's work. Because we are working without the gift. But I see that gift coming into your life. How many want the gift? Yes. Because when the gift comes, it will be elevated from the level of the struggler to the level of the gifted person. One time I was talking to Pastor Kakra, who is a prophet, and I was talking with him about his church. 
And as we discussed, I told him something. I said, you see, because he is a prophet. You see, prophets are not interested in many things on earth. They are mostly heavenly or spiritually minded. So, there are many things that he doesn't enjoy naturally. A lot of things that pastors do. He doesn't enjoy doing. Visiting the sick, visiting people. He will just stay alone for a long time. Communicating with heaven. And then he comes out. And then he comes to minister. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And if you go to his church, you find his church is one of the largest churches. You see, and I was telling him the other day that this church is large not because he's doing prayer, visitation, counseling, or the normal pastoral thing, but it is the grace and the gift of God that is bringing the people. So you may think that it is not necessary to do prayer and visitation, but it's because the prophet is the one who is in charge of the church. That is why the people are there. And he's using another gift, not the pastoral gift. To pastor the church. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because an evangelist too can pastor a church. So it is important to know that when you see a gifted person at work, you see things that you cannot easily do naturally speaking. It's only a gifted person that can do. And from tonight, you are one of the gifted people that God is going to raise up in the land. How many want that gift? Every area requires a gift. Every area. To be a helper requires a gift. To be a pastor, to be a prophet, to be an evangelist, to be whatever requires a gift. To be a to to govern requires a gift. Because when you are a governor or a head of something, there are so many complex things. If you don't have the gift of government, you will soon collapse under the burden of governing complex issues. This is not a simple thing. So, God wants us to go towards the gifts. Now, there are two things that are true that I want to draw your attention. One is that God can bless you from afar. But sometimes it seems that he needs to bless you by being near. What do I mean by that? You see, sometimes somebody can pray for you far away, let's say on the telephone. Or somebody can pray for you upstairs and, you know, they are downstairs and they are praying. And you'll be blessed because God, God is everywhere. In him we move. In him we live. Do you see? But there are times also that you cannot be blessed by being far away. You need to be blessed by being near. And that is why Paul said here that I long to see you. Because if I don't see you physically, I cannot impart the gift that I want to impart to you. Even though I can pray for you from far. Do you understand? And God is everywhere. And God hears everything. I long to see you. Because when I see you, 
I will be able to impart something that I would not have been able to impart if I was far. So even though God is everywhere and sometimes you can listen to a tape and receive an impartation or you can be far away and they'll say, receive it. Or you can even be listening on television and receive an impartation. There is also this reality where you sometimes need to be close so that you can actually receive the impartation. I long to see you so that I can impart. In other words, this impartation will not happen by remote. It will happen when I see you. There is an impartation when you are seen. And there is an impartation when you are contacted. That is not there when you are not contacted. And that is why one of the foundational scriptures that show the foundation of the church work is the foundation of laying on of hands. It's a foundational thing. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Are you there? All right. Today we are not going to be long. We are just introducing the service and then we'll give ourselves time for those who really want to be here. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation. Everybody say the foundation. Of repentance from dead works, of faith towards God. These are the foundations of the doctrine of baptism and of the laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. He said in verse 1, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation. In other words, laying on of hands is a foundational method of imparting things to people. When we say it's a foundational method, it means that there are other methods which are not foundational. And when you read the Bible, especially the book of Acts, which is what we are really going to be looking at in this time, we are going to be looking at in Acts, is you will find methods of impartation which are not foundational. For instance, you will see Jesus Christ ministering by speaking to people. You will see ministration by breathing on people. You will see ministration by handkerchiefs. You will see ministrations and impartations by shadows. You will see impartations by remote prayers in the Bible. But foundational method of imparting things spiritually is by physically making contact with the person who is imparting and it's a foundational when you say foundational it means that others can be gone but this one is basic you can't get rid of this one 
and that we can't build doctrines on the others but this one we can build doctrine we can be so we, we can be you can be led by the spirit to do other things but this one if you don't need to be led per se it is a foundational act it's something that is a basic part of us physically contact i long to see you that i may impart something because when i see you i will be able to impart something to you amen Amen. when you understand this you will long to to make contact with the anointed that you may become an anointed person amen when you know this truth you will not just be content to be afar off and you will not be content to just sit at the back every time and sit upstairs and be outside i long to see you we are all in the church the fire that happens in the front is different from one house. If you upstairs, sometimes you wonder whether they are in the church. And there are people who are happy to be outside and happy to be everywhere, but there are some who want to come near and receive the impartation. I long to see you. 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 I long to see you that I may impart that I may impart, that I may impart, that I may impart. Another word for impart is inject, that I may inject, that I may inject. How can I inject you when you are far away? How can I inject you when I don't see you? How can I inject you unless I throw it? What about if it doesn't hit you properly? Receive the impartation of the Lord. I said receive the impartation of the Lord. You see, God is raising us all up for different things. And he wants to make you a gifted person. If you are in the helps ministry, he wants you to be anointed at helping. If you are an administrator, he wants you to, it wants you to, he wants you to be anointed in administration. If you are a preacher, he wants you to be anointed in preaching. If you are a missionary, he wants you to be an anointed missionary. What a difference there is between an anointed missionary and a non-anointed missionary somebody who is just speaking words without power and words without anointing what a difference there is between someone who is gifted you know i think today is one of the days that i I saw when a gifted person is doing something you know i called one of my musicians and i played i gave him something i said i want you to play this and i said can you play it so i can play the very complex thing and then I said, can you play it for me by within this number of hours? He said, I can play within this number of hours. And I saw, because I also play the piano. I know what I'm talking about. And he said, I can do it. And as I saw that, he said, when you are gifted, a very difficult thing is very easy. <laughs> and, 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 and another musician confirmed and said, the musician who can do it is this musician. He is the gifted one. We are all musicians, but this musician can do it. Then I called the singer and I said, can you sing this song? And she said, oh, I can sing it. And as I listened to her song, I said, this, if you give me 
I mean, a long time to sing this song. I don't think I'll even get it correct. After two months of practicing daily, I don't think I can sing it. But you see, a gifted person is different. Within our person listens to, oh, I can sing it. It's not a problem. I can do. It's a gift. May you be able to do things that God has called you to do. Are you tired of working without gifts? How many have realized that you are struggling with certain... (laughs) You need an impartation. I said you need an impartation. Some spiritual gifts. I long to see you. You see, many of you sometimes, I long to make contact with you that I may impart some spiritual gifts. And when you have faith, the transmission occurs. I remember when Idahosa came back from Bible school, the people that met him at the airport, they formed a line and he was greeting them and shaking them. As he shook hands with them, they fall down. As he shook hands with them, they fell down. As he was shaking hands, they fell down. I long to see you. I long to see you. I long to see you. I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gifts. That's why you must be at certain meetings. You must be at certain meetings. Oh yeah, you can listen to the tape, but you should try to be there. Because I long to see you. It is I long that you may hear, but I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift. So when you make contact, physically, physically, lay hands, hands are laid, Gifts are imparted. Blessings are imparted. And your whole life and your whole ministry changes. How will you know your gifts? How will you know your gifts? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We are just going to be ending. Verse 26. It says, For you see your calling, brethren. Everybody say, You see your calling. Amen. Have you found it? First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. It says, For you see your calling. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen foolish things. And God has chosen weak things. And the Lord has chosen weak things to confound the things which are mighty. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, I see. I see see my calling. calling. You know, your calling is easy to see. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, for you see your calling. And then he went on to say, for God has chosen weak things. So in other words, Paul was saying it's easy to see that God has chosen certain weak things. And God has chosen certain base things. And God has chosen things that are nothing to confound the things that are. It's easy to see what God has chosen. I'll say it again. It's easy to see what God has chosen. It's easy to see what God has chosen. The reason why you don't see your calling often is because you take for granted 
what you do that is easy for you to do. You think everybody can do it. I used to encourage the, something like the BDs. I remember Bidia, I could encourage her. I said, look, you have to sing. I said, look, me, I try to sing. Sometimes I struggle to sing. I said, what you are doing is a gift. You do it. But you see, one of the things, the reason why we do not do well and we do not flow with our callings is that we don't, we take it for granted. We think everybody can do this. It's nothing. But everybody cannot do it. You see, in my office here, as a pastor, I used to think, oh, everybody can do what I'm doing. But now I've come to see that many people cannot do what I'm doing. At all. This is what I, I came to realize. I thought everybody can do it. At first I thought, if you're a pastor, you must be able to deal with the architect. You must be able to deal with the accountant. You must be able to deal with the lawyer. You must be able to deal with the doctor. You must be able to deal with the uh, uh, engineer. You must be... But I have come to see that many pastors do not know how to deal with a lawyer. If you're a pastor, many people don't have the faintest idea how to deal with the, with the accountant, how to deal with the, 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 the doctor, how to deal with the engineer. Many people don't have the ability. They are lost when it comes to certain things. They are out of their depth. And then I realized that there are things that I think are natural, you know, and, and you see, when you, are, when you are gifted an area, you, it's so natural to you that you don't respect it. It's your natural behavior. When you are a leader, it's so natural to organize people and to look after people and to organize their lives when you are a leader. When you are gifted to help, it's so natural to help. It's easy to help. When you are gifted to be a prophet, it's so natural that you it's so natural to dream or to see vision that you just start to ignore them. But he said, for you see your calling. Everybody here can see his In fact, you can see that this weak thing, God has chosen it. That's right. This foolish thing, God has chosen it. This thing, God has chosen But because it's part of you. Because when a gift is there, it's so natural that it, it's so effortless that you do not sense that you are doing anything. When a person is gifted by God to be a pastor and he can relate with people, he can sing, he can minister, he can, meet, he can talk to the people. Sometimes he takes it for granted that, oh, he's a joker. He just likes making people happy. But it's a gift. And you are supposed to see your calling. And because most of us ignore the weak and we ignore that thing. Look, he said, you can see God has chosen this weak thing. God has chosen this weak thing. God has chosen this weakness. God has chosen this foolish thing. He's chosen it. So that's what I see people playing on the computer. I just marvel. Why would anybody want to look at a glass screen? For hours and hours and hours and hours. 
What is that? When I see accountants holding papers, writing so many things, reconciling, I get sick of it. I said, my God. When I see a desk, me, I have never studied at a desk. I have never been to the library. I don't go to libraries. I don't study at a desk. I don't sit at a desk. I don't know how to sit at a desk. I will lie on the floor and read. And there are things that I can learn quickly. I used to think everybody could do that. Not everybody can do that. God has called you and has given you the gift. But you have to see it when it's weak. You have to see it when it's foolish. You have to see it when it's nothing. And you have to follow it. And you have to recognize it. And you have to develop it. And you must not allow people to push you where it's not your gift. Because you will flop when you are working where your gift is not. You will not do well when you are working at a place that your gift is not supposed to be. And where you are not gifted. You will look like somebody who is non-gifted. Meanwhile, you are gifted in something. Eh? Can you imagine a somebody who is not gifted in singing? Every day the person is up there trying to sing. I mean, it will be a wonderful thing. It will be somewhere. <laughs> I was in a group once. They had a drummer who was not good at drumming. He was always taking the thing off beat. But he was forcing still to be the drummer. The thing was always out of tune. But he wanted to be there. So, it's time for us to start to see. Start to see. What do you do easily? So, me, I'm not gifted. God has given to everyone a gift. Alex, stand up. You have a gift. In the day that you stand in your gift, there will be no one that will be compared to you. Your gift is from God. No one can compare himself with you when you stand in your gift. You see, when I stand in my gift, no one can be compared to me. Is it not amazing? Yeah. When you stand in your gift, because it's from heaven, no one can be compared to you in your gift. Yeah. That's how it will be for you. So when they try to put you at a place that is not your gift, say this, I know. <laughs> yeah. For you, you see your calling. You see your calling. You know, this, I'm not good at it. Amen? Why do you want to be a pastor when you cannot stay with people for a long time? Huh? Why don't you want to be an evangelist? When you witness to people effortlessly and always bringing people to Christ and thinking about whether people are saved, where are the evangelists in the church? Uh, because it looks weak and foolish. You say it's not a calling. Me to my calling would look weak and foolish. 
when I started out preaching, I looked weak and foolish in the school of hygiene. I looked foolish. Every Tuesday, I had my little group, weak and foolish. God has chosen it. God has chosen it, even though it's weak, even though it's foolish. He chose it. And you can see it. So I'm not good at anything. You are good at weak things and foolish things. You see, and that weak thing and that foolish thing is your gift. I, I don't think it's, get, it's sinking down. I said, you are not good at anything. Huh? I said, you are not good at anything, but you are good at that weak thing and that foolish thing and that base thing. If you develop that base thing and you develop that foolish thing and you develop that weak thing, you will be surprised that there will be none that can be compared to you. When you stand fully covered by your gift, there will be nothing and no one who comes near you in your gift. That's why you need to long for the gift. That's why you need to seek for the gift. That's why there is nothing like the gift. That is why there's nothing like a gifted person. I tell you. Today is the day that I saw it. As I said, a singer. And you see, the singers are some of the obvious people who live and discard their gifts. Gifted and they never pursue it. One day I went for a program and I called a certain sister. I said, God will judge you for this gift of singing he gave to you. You have shut it up in your life. You wait and see. You will never forget on the day of judgment. Yeah. God chose it. It was weak. I see myself right now. It's like a vision. Sitting in a group like that. Many groups talking. To the people in a small circle sharing the word 20 years ago 18 years ago little group sharing do you see yeah. i had energy for it it's weak it's foolish but there it is that's a gift there it is i said there it is there it is there it is those of you who go home and arrange everything in your house, put this here, put this here, put this here. What do you say? There it is. There it is. The gift is there. The gift is there. I said the gift is there. Arrange it. Things need to be arranged. Things need to be arranged in the house of God. There it is. You see, it looks like, Oh, I'm nothing. Me, I'm just a tidy. I'm fussy. You're not fussy. You see, you have you constantly degrade. We call it derogatory hallucinations. You tell yourself derogatory things about yourself. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There. What have you done that worked well? Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right there. Spot it. That's your gift. Don't go in there. For you see. You see. Then he goes and says, For God has chosen the weak. God has chosen the foolish. You could see the weak and the foolish. And God chose weak and foolish. And he's still choosing weak and foolish. And base and foolishness and nothingness. He chose it. He chose it. 
I once I called a, a pastor and I told him something. I said, I asked him, can you preach in tree? He said, oh, very well. Tree. Long ago, I saw that he was, he was an anointed tree preacher. But you see, when it's like you're a tree preacher, it's like you're not even a real preacher because you only preach in tree. Today he's an English preacher. He has about five members or six members. I don't even know if he has 12 members. Zigzag. <laughs> oh yeah. Because to preach very nicely in tree to you is foolish. And to you it's weak. And that's the thing you can see. That God has chosen you to do it. But you don't want it. Hmm? Today, I don't know if he has even 11 people who call him a pastor. I'm talking about, about almost 10 years ago. So I thank God for the gifts that he has given to me. Not everything is natural. Some things, they come by the gift. May you be able to see somehow, somehow, somehow. Don't despise it anymore. You know, even an interest in certain things is from God. Huh? Yeah. Some of you have an interest, you want to be a missionary. Some of you have an interest, you want to work for God. But it's foolish. Just a desire to work for God. Why should you want to work for God? Oh, it's nothing. Some of you are good salesmen. Some of you are good talkers. You can rap, chat, talking. Some of you are good at being quiet. You are the one who must count our money. The one who is quiet. You are gifted to count money. Because when you count, you won't talk about it again. Receive your gift in the name of Jesus. God is blessing you with a new gift. He's taking you higher. He's blessing you. I long to see you. As soon as you are in the presence of an anointed person, stand by for any kind of thing to come into your direction. Stand by. I say stand by for any kind of impartation. Whether it be a handshake, whether it be a hug, whether it be the wind that passed by when the person was passing by, whether it be the shadow, whether it be the aroma of the person, even the smile of the person, stand by. I said, stand by to become anointed. When you understand these things, you will be open for that electrification 
of the gift. Until one day you begin to see yourself effortlessly doing certain things. You say, hey, you like this thing, Pastor? <laughs> Me, I don't know whether I'm working or not. I just do, I'm blessed as I do. But when you go to work and you are counting the leave days before you start the year, you are saying, first May is leave, eight March is leave, first June is leave, first July is leave, this is leave, three days, 20 working days, this days, this time, and you are not in your gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Stand by. When Paul arrives on the scene, somebody is going to receive an invitation. I said, somebody, somebody, don't despise your gift when it is given to you. Don't say it's a small thing. This is just a small thing. I'm not good at anything. I'm just good at, I mean, I'm not even good at it, but I just do it. If I had said that, I wouldn't be standing. Many people said I didn't know how to preach. He said, I didn't know how to be. It was Reverend Saki who encouraged me every day. Reverend Saki is the one who was encouraging me. Mm. Me too, I wanted to preach. <laughs> he could see the calling. And sometimes they tell you bad things now, your calling Christ finished. And then you start to believe the bad things that are said to you. And then you start to say it to yourself till you are having derogatory hallucinations. Negative words. Sometimes my young people, they don't know how I can see that they are called. Oh yeah, I can see when they are called. I don't need to see my... Somebody was asking me, do I do preaching exams? Preaching exams for my pastors. I said, I don't do preaching exams. How do I know that if I send Pastor Andy to Swaziland to work? a little thing that you see I've never heard him preaching just something small and that's the thing you need to be able to detect in your own self also or sometimes ask somebody how do you sometimes I ask so what do you see me how, uh, what do you think my gift is what do you think I'm called to do small you need to have a friend you can talk to like that don't talk to your husband and wife about sometimes somebody else sometimes your husband and wife can also say but if you don't take care of me be another, you will be discouraged. <laughs> because your leadership gift, she may interpret your leadership gift as stubbornness. Zigzag. Or he may interpret your leadership as a woman as arrogance, as stubbornness as unsubmissiveness, right. as pride, and so many things. So find somebody else and say, who do men say that I am? <laughs> Lift your hand and thank the Lord for his gift. Lift your hand and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Calobre simbola rambla de simblegere. Lambro sambre lembre calambre samanade. Thank you, Lord. 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 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dabres, Labres, Mabres, Malodos, Meriges, Madaron, Chambres, Medres, Mandre, Calibres, Rebeles, Mombarada, Candres. I long to see you. I long to see you. I long to see you. Listen to me. You know, even though laying on of hands is a foundation, I want to just say that another main area, or in fact even more than the laying on of hands, is by the spoken word or by the preaching. You know, that is a principal way actually of God blessing us. And even as you are here this evening, God has already imparted certain things. How many say that God has already imparted certain things to you just by being around? I believe it. It's real. Lift your hands. Thank Him. Thank Him for His gifts. Thank Him. Oh yes. Mere Tramele Shabregele. The gifted shall outrun the non-gifted. For in the last race, the gifted shall be swifter than the non-gifted. I see a chariot and I see a horse. But I see a man running faster than the chariot and a man running faster than the horse. Why? Why is this man running faster? Because he is gifted. He is gifted. For there shall many that shall be running in this last hour, in this last race. And they shall be faster than the horse, faster than the chariot. Faster than those that went before them. Or they shall outrun those that have no gifts. Those with a gift shall stand out among the crowd. And those with a gift shall be different and shall be outstanding in the callings of God. Those with a gift shall be better than those without a gift. Therefore, Stretch forth your hand to receive that gift, for it is yours tonight. For you shall be better than those without the gift. You shall be faster than those without the gift. You shall be greater than those without the gift. Receive the gift now. Receive the gift now. For you shall go faster. You shall go quicker. You shall go longer. For who can outrun a horse? Except the Lord is with him. Who can outrun the chariots? Except the Lord be with him. For the Lord shall be with you with great strength. And you shall be faster and swifter. Thank him. Thank you. Thank him. Thank him. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your blessing. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your blessing. Hallelujah. 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 Bring me that brother. Bring, come to me. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. For the gifted shall be faster than those that are not gifted. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for your gift. Thank you for your gift, Lord. Thank you for your gift, Lord. Thank you for your gift that is imparted to this man in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your gift in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank him for his gift that is imparted to you. Bless his name. For you are faster. This is what I hear. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your great blessing. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of praise. How many are ready to receive more impartations? All right. God is just preparing you for more impartations. From today, be ready for a handkerchief to bless you. Oh, yes. I am going to anoint some handkerchiefs at a point. I am going to give you handkerchiefs to take home. You will place them in the house and evil spirits will run away. At times I will breathe and you will receive. At times, you see, we will not be breathed, but as we are walking back, the gift will be imparted to you. Do you believe in shadows? Shadows will touch you. What is a shadow? It's a kind of light, you know, no light where there's light. And you are healed. Some of you, your life shall be extended as we stay in his presence. There, is, there are few animals stronger than a horse. But I saw a horse and I saw somebody hey, running faster. Who is this person? <laughs> He's one of the champions of the last one of the runners of the last race. Who is this runner running faster than a horse? He's one of the anointed champions, one of the servants of the Lord, doing things that are supernatural, that a man cannot do in his own strength, except God be with him. Who is this man? He's a missionary. Who is this man? He's a worker. Who is this man? No, it's not a man, it's a woman. There's a woman running faster than a horse. But you shall be anointed in the last hour. And you shall be great in the last hour. Horses. You shall wave to them and say, It's not by might. It's not by power. See you later. And you will surge forward. Surge ahead. 
sense into the things that God has for you. Who is this running faster than a horse? It's someone who is running with a cloud of glory over his life. Not by his might or by his legs or by his strength, but by the giftings of Jehovah. He shall run. She shall run. Women, rise and start running. For it's not by muscles and it's not by strength, but it's by the gift. Sit down. How many want to receive an impartation? I believe that as we go along, I will do what I see my father do. Amen. 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 The Lord is going to bless us different days and different times and different ways. One day I was sitting down in my office downstairs and one of our pastors came there. And I crossed my legs. Sometimes I like to cross my legs. And I was talking to him. He happened to be sitting on my right hand side. And as I was talking to him, I didn't know, but my leg kept on touching him. My foot. I was not laying hands on him. He said to me later, he said, every time your foot touched me, electric waves were passing through me. He was trembling at the tip. I wasn't praying for him, but the Lord was imparting some through the under of my foot. I longed to see you. He had traveled from somewhere he was sitting by. You see, sometimes when people come from afar, they have more awe and less familiarity. Their hearts are more open. That is why when my foot was touching him, he was being electrocuted. I could not even talk when he was going. Yes, Bishop, and he went. It was later that he told me how he was trembling at the table. May you have, listen, may you have an impartation that no one will ever doubt that you are gifted. You know, sometimes there are some people you see they are gifted, but you are not sure whether they are gifted. But they will not doubt. When they see you running ahead of that horse, they will know that it's a gift. <laughs> I said, they will know it's a gift. I said, they will know it is a gift. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.